I don't have a song that's magical enough for Harry Potter, twinkle, twinkle, magic, swoosh of the owls. Yeah. <laughs> I panicked. I panicked. I forgot I was supposed to sing a song, and then you pointed at me. And I was like, oh, God, we started. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe I can, um, nope, that's no, as good as I got. <laughs> I was panicked. You can tell by the shaking of my voice. I was fucking panicking. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, this is fanfic-entastic. Hi. <laughs> yep. I'm Sarah. I'm Ashley. And we have our mystery voice back with us from last time. Hello. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, mystery voice. So, we pre-gamed with Superfight one more time. One because more it never time. gets old. Except we'd remove that stupid loot crate card. Yeah. So that one was just the worst. Um, and tonight we are drinking boozy beers, uh-huh. um, which are not, you know, as magically frothy as the ones from Universal Studios, but have a shit ton more rum in, or yeah, rum, rum in them. Yeah. So they are delicious. Ten million times more boozy and delicious. Yep. And nutritious. Tastes nothing like chicken. <laughs> Right. So tonight we are I reading. I would not want to drink a chicken drink. Oh my god, that's no. Remember, um, Joan Soda for a while made those like Thanksgiving dinner drinks, and you could buy the entire set of like Thanksgiving uh, dinner in bottles, and it was like stuffing flavored soda that and terrible. turkey flavored soda and pumpkin pie, and they all just sounded like green bean soda. Like, I'm, I'm okay with the pumpkin pie yeah, one. Yeah, but after, as the dessert, after your green bean soda, yeah. stuffing soda, and turkey soda. No. 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 Yeah. That it was real gross. It's not a surprise there were a lot of them left over after, <laughs> after Thanksgiving in the clearance section because, ew. On the other hand, if they still had those, we could pregame with gross sodas. Oh, we still can. We, that's true. They do make ranch soda. I've seen that. Um, yeah. There is a store by us that has a shit. Actually, more by you. Has a is it Galco's? There's that one, but then also Rocket Fizz. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Has a ton of like different random gross sodas. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could find like a plethora of sodas, <gasps> wow. and that would be solid because we will not be here next week. Thanks, Open House. So in two weeks, we can always do Friday instead. Okay, let's do Friday okay. instead. Almost I have to work. Um, Let me know. We could do like a giant spinner. Oh, yeah. and I like, have a spinner. Flick it. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, we're okay. down. We're doing this. <laughs> we're doing something gross next week. That's right. Yeah. Going back to the, yeah, to the beginning. All right, so tonight we have a Harry Potter-themed... So excited. Um, ...collection of stories, because I couldn't find any long ones. And, frankly, the, the Doctor Who one from last week was just too well-written. It was like, really well-written. It was really well-written, and we just didn't have enough to... Like, there's only so much you can talk about how Reed and Captain Jack are really, really hot. Yeah, like, and but then... but I'm gonna finish reading it. Oh yeah, I finished it. It's really. Oh, good. did you? Yeah. Okay. Because we solid. should do a synopsis. I will. Next time, I will give you a synopsis. Okay. All right. So tonight we're reading two stories. Yep. Um, one is set in the world of the Harry Potter movies. The other will be in the world of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. <laughs> so we're gonna... I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna start this evening with <laughs> First Encounter. Mm-hmm. By Lyris Malachi, which I first discovered um, in an article about interesting fanfic. Oh. And so I've had this one bookmarked for a really long already. time. It's already. Yes. And so once again, our stories are all found on fanfiction.net, which is your home for all things fanfic-y. 
<laughs> All right, we ready to begin? There's some really good Scooby-Doo fanfic. Too. Oh yeah, there's some there's some solid, <laughs> some solid Scooby-Doo. All right, so okay. Obviously, the characters within the story solely belong to J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers. Yep. All right, you guys ready? So ready for an adventure. Yep. Hogwarts sighed and it echoed within its empty halls. His empty halls. Sorry. The students had all left for the summer, and he felt empty and useless. Hagrid was often around, but he was usually too focused on bizarre animals to fulfill the needs of Hogwarts. Professors would pop in occasionally. <laughs> what is Hagrid doing to fulfill the needs of Hogwarts? You don't even want to know. <laughs> We're talking about Hogwarts the castle, right? We are talking about Hogwarts the castle? <laughs> okay. Um, maybe he's stroking so, its walls as he walks uh, through the hallways. Yep. Sings it a jaunty tune. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> massages its grounds. I don't even know. Beats its carpet. But we will. Just like that. We will find out, though, how Hogwarts likes to be kept company as we continue. Um, professors would pop in occasionally, but being a magic school, Hogwarts didn't need much upkeeping. The little he did need was taken care of by Filch. Oh, poor Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah. No, that's not... No. No one should be taken care of by Filch. No. He shuddered, causing small trembles throughout his halls that were barely discernible, except by the spiders and owls. He didn't care much for Filch, wishing he could walk without away with his... He could walk without his squib feet touching his magnificent stone floors. Okay. All right. He had long since stopped trying to force his floors open to swallow Filch and Mrs. Norris whole. Besides, <laughs> if he kept it up, he would be risking a prolapse staircase, and that was no laughing matter. I was just about to say, there's only a couple things on your body that you can force open, and one is your mouth, and the other is your butthole. So... So we're going to go um, with staircases are the buttholes of Are the buttholes of, Hog of Hogwarts, because that's what you prolapse. So, okay. Yep, staircases are the buttholes of Hogwarts. You learn new things every day. Yep. The giant squid saw how miserable Hogwarts was. It was true he also missed the students, but for an entirely different reason. He missed their terrified screams as he revealed himself rising from the murky depths of the lake. His huge eyes stared mournfully at his very large tentacles. And one time... <laughs> yeah, that's right. And one They're time... so large. <laughs> like his dick. At one time, he had dreams of being an actor. The larger he grew, the fewer... <laughs> The larger he grew, the fewer agents and scouts would come calling until they finally stopped altogether. There wasn't much in the market for a squid that could split a schoolgirl from stem to stern. <laughs> hey now. So were like porn agents coming to look for him? Like, yep. all right. Yep. Okay. He stared at his tentacles as they moved gently in the current. Schoolgirls were out. A plan formed in his mind as he swam to the surface. Oh, it's like tentacle porn. It is, yeah. Hesitating momentarily before pulling himself from the water, it ran off of his rubbery skin and rivulets as he made his way across the grounds. No, oh. yeah, that's right. So it's a bond land. Mobile. Yes. Mobile squiddy. Good. Yeah. He has to have a new plan, Ashley. No more schoolgirls in the lake, man. No humans were around to witness this incredible trek, and no human would believe his eyes if he had a witness. 
Hogwarts watched the giant squid approach and felt apprehension well up in his kitchen. Uh, uh, what are you doing? The words weren't spoken, but they were understood. Just trust me, the giant squid replied, <laughs> caressing Hogwarts' no, outer walls. No, the suction cups. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that, man. That's the best noise ever. Quack, <laughs> quack, quack, go the suction cups. Straight. I'm not ready, Hogwarts exclaimed, trying to push the giant squid away with his magic. Hogwarts, you're lonely. I'm lonely. We don't have to be. Besides, you can't go around manipulating your staircases. You know about that? Everyone does. Sort of. Everyone does it. Sort of. That's besides the point. I've never... The temperature... Isn't Hogwarts a boy, too? Yeah, but I just made more fun in a girl voice. Okay. The temperature within rose in embarrassment. I'll go slow, I promise. He began to caress a window, teasing it open. Hogwarts sighed, the fight leaving him. He relaxed, allowing the tentacle inside where it brushed against the inner walls before settling on the stone floor. Oh, dear. He fashioned the suction cups to the floor, lifting Clock. the tentacle away so that it pulled the floor without losing its grip. Ooh. <laughs> Another tentacle swept through the halls of Hogwarts. Oh, Merlin, that feels so good. His rapture turned to fright as he felt the tentacle work its way into a second window. The whole time that these underage students are at Hogwarts, it's just climaxing the whole time. Well, if they're apparently rubbing its walls and suctioning its I mean, they are. They're floor. kids. They're 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 running everywhere and mm -hmm. gross. That's why Hogwarts gets real lonely in summer. Actually. Gross. Yeah. All right. Trust me, it'll feel good. Remember this. He pulled the suction cups a little harder, and Hogwarts groaned. <laughs> Uh, a drink. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does it mm -hmm. count as bestiality? No. I, no? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's a building, so... I don't even know if there's a category for that. What is the squid getting out of this? Um, I don't know. There's clearly a little bit of dominance at work. There is. Well, remember, it likes ripping apart schoolgirls, so it it's does. got a weird thing. It does. All right. Do that again. The giant squid complied as... And as he did so, thrust his second tentacle in. <laughs> Hogwarts shuddered, coming very close, ending the fun. The giant squid backed off, unwilling to finish so soon. He waited for Hogwarts to calm before sending in the second tentacle to search the room. <laughs> drink. Yeah. This one's going to be a lot of drinking. <laughs> mm. Nope. He felt the need to fill Hogwarts as much as possible, and he raised another tentacle, caressing his outer walls, running along windowsills and tracing individual bricks. So caught up in the bliss, Hogwarts <laughs> did notice the giant squid slip a third and fourth tentacle. I mean, wow. Yeah. Lots of spaces. Man. When you get to four fingers, so many that's, windows. That's, a, yeah. whew, that's a tight fit, four fingers. This is incredible. Ten tentacles. Yeah. No. With suction. <laughs> Hogwarts breed. This isn't even the best part yet. He held up his two longest tentacles. Oh, God. These can reach further than a room. They can go into your hallways. <laughs> I mean, weren't they just... No, they were just in rooms, man. Now we're going to go deep inside. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I want them in me. Are you sure? They're quite large. Apprehension rolled through his kitchen again. While he was deciding, the giant squid forced another tentacle in. You have three tentacles left to decide. Okay, so I... 
as, a, as an aside. I really enjoyed that the kitchen is the stomach this of kitchen, Hogwarts. Well, yeah. So, yeah, all of, all of his butterflies are up in his kitchen. Yeah. And, yeah, three tentacles left. All right. Um, what happens if I don't? In response, the giant squid slid a sixth into a window. Two, he said simply Jeez. and without a hint of warning. Hogwarts could take them all. He knew he could. But what would the other wizarding schools think? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't. Would Bobaton allow a giant oh, squid to violate God. her? Certainly not. If Durmstrang ever found out, there'd be no end to the teasing. The giant squid grew impatient and slid a seventh tentacle into a window, oh, immediately followed by an eighth. Two, one, time's up, and you didn't decide. What? But that's not fair. It's a simple answer, yes or no. Now I'll have to punish you. Oh, and with that, he head. struck Hogwarts squarely on the outer wall with a paddle-like tentacle. Oh, dear. Hogwarts yelped and tried to squirm away, but the tentacle and his foundation held firm. The giant squid struck him with the other, and again and again he spanked the naughty wizarding. <laughs> this is the strangest... <laughs> This is the strangest S and M I've ever read. <laughs> yeah. mm. Okay, sorry, let's go do that again. Again and again, he spanked the naughty wizarding school until he sobbed for the giant squid to stop, and still he spanked. The giant squid finally stopped, but Hogwarts didn't have time for a reprieve before the giant squid forced his extra long spanking tentacles into two separate windows. These are my spanking tentacles. <laughs> They slid through the room and forced the doors open, the pain only adding to Hogwarts' pleasure. The tentacles were in the halls now, massaging the long stone tunnels. This was incredible, the giant squid thought. He really should have done this ages ago. Every tentacle was in a different window. No school girl, no matter how many movies she made, could hold all ten tentacles at once. Oh, I... I, Yeah, Yeah, I know. Each one moved differently with a different pace, driving Hogwarts crazy with the inability to match his speed. It's an inanimate object, so how is that? I don't even know. Okay. He felt that familiar feeling and doubled his efforts. Ink exploded all over Hogwarts. Oh. <laughs> so finding its way into the windows, he unfiled his tentacles somewhat unified. Oh. He unified his tentacles somewhat, um, completely focusing on Hogwarts. He must be close. Then it happened. Water shot out of faucets, toilets overflowed, and bread set in ovens to keep warm by thoughtful house elves exploded. Hogwarts shook violently to his foundations, rousing Filch from bed and sending the house elves and Miss Norris scrambling for cover. Even Hagrid heard the groan of stone and came running. The groan of stone. Yeah, that's right. They searched around the castle and through the castle, but found no sign of intruders. Most perplexing was the sticky ink on one side of the castle. Hagrid (laughs) peered through the dark toward the lake, but was unable to see the ripples left in the lake by the giant squid. Oh, the giant squid slipped between, beneath the waves, wham, wanting, wham, to, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, wanting to grin, even though his beak was incapable. He anticipated a very short summer before the professors and students return, so you better make the most of it. <laughs> that was amazing. The end. That was amazing. Right? The groan of stone. <laughs> the groan of stone. I, I want... Also, these Something. are my spanking tentacles. It's these are my be, spanking tentacles. It's gonna be. And my I drew thing. the best picture of a squid. You did. That has it ever is existed. Gorgeous. Yep. With his big spanking tentacles. These. these yeah, mm-hmm. you gotta point them out. 
Grown of stone. That should be in gray, huh? Yeah, because <clears throat> it's stone. Yep. So yeah, so I, for one, did not know that Hogwarts was a boy. So you learn new things every day. Yep. Um, but Bobaton is a girl, so. Well, yeah. And Durmstrang, I guess, is also a boy. Well, yeah. Yeah. I would have labeled Hogwarts as a girl. Me too. If it had been. I feel like Hogwarts lent itself to being girly more. In terms, at least, of reading it, because it was more fun that way. I don't do boy voices very well. Oh my god, you're making stones around your growing of stone? Yeah. That's awesome. Because, yeah. Okay, so, I get that, like, the rooms... So are the... Okay, so if Hogwarts <laughs> is a girl... Sorry. Yes, let's analyze this. <laughs> if Hogwarts is a girl, right, or a, a person... Right. Yeah. So if we're slipping tentacles in windows, yeah, wouldn't that be like it's like one up your nose, opening, a couple in your ear, in your mouth, yeah, right, in your holes, yeah. So if you're going from your rooms into your hallways, yeah, right. I feel like that's equivalent to Rocky Flintstones, like you know, through, when through the, the dick cervix goes through the cervix into and your it's uterus, clamping, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Right? I feel like yeah. that would be uncomfortable. Yes, and not. Would not increase my pleasure as a house. As a house. Being fucked by a giant squid. (laughs) As a house, the grown of stone would not be happening. Also, who knew that there are multiple schoolgirls that perform in several adult films (laughs) and can take squid tentacles? I mean... This is a part that JK did not cover appropriately in her books. knew that, but I've seen tentacle porn, so... (laughs) But not at Hogwarts, man. Hogwarts is a magical, magical place. Which, okay, so Tentacle Born is very interesting because it started out uh, as very, like, rape culture-centric. Mm-hmm. I read this whole thing about the history of Tentacle Born. And as you do. As you do. It was interesting. Um, but in recent times, they've tried to get away from that, and so a lot of artists are doing more feminine-powered Tentacle porn. porn. Okay. Um, so that's changing, and that's good. But it's interesting because this is definitely in the tentacle porn category, and it does have the sort of forceful S and M, right, rapey side. He's a little rapey. He was a little rapey. He was a little rapey. Well, anyway. this is also an older story. It is ten years old. Oh my god. So yeah, it's from 06. Um, so, so it was before yeah. the the switch to the. Pro lady. More progressive tentacle porn? Yes. <laughs> if there is such a thing as progressive tentacle porn, that's a whole new category to search. Yes. Oh, God. Please don't don't Google progressive tentacle porn. <laughs> don't Google that. But what will come up? I I mean, the tentacles. That's what comes up. Yeah, they come up. True. And then uh, they slip inside your windows. Yep. Locking my windows tonight, guys. <laughs> I'm just locking down my windows. Right. I'm going to really relish the next time I eat calamari. That's right. <laughs> Screw like, you, squid. That's for all them schoolgirls. Fuck you. Oh, man. Uh, that was delightful. Thank right? you. Uh, was it Lyris Malachi? Yes. Thank you, Lyris Malachi. It was very Are solid. there other stories by Lyris Malachi? Um, probably. Because that was delightful. That was. And I would like to hear more. Super delightful. Alright. Okay, now. Should we wait for our mystery guest? We probably should. Um, I think next week we really should read Scooby Doo. Yeah? Yes. Do you want a long Scooby Doo or a short Scooby Doo? Um I 
no. But I can totally make a Scooby Snacks to drink. Ooh. Which will be real fun. Oh, not on this week. Yeah, next week, Friday. Let's okay. Yeah. Friday. Oh, I should check and see. I'll look later. Let me know. Um, 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 yes. So the Scooby-Doo ones, some of them get really weird. <laughs> There's one episode. Episode? There's one story where um, Velma is dressed up as Scooby while Shaggy's giving it to her. Alrighty then. <laughs> and there's another one where Shaggy has to have sex with Scooby in like a satanic ritual so that his best buddy Scooby can keep talking like a person for another year. <laughs> Who knew that once a year Scooby and Shaggy have to do it so Scooby can keep going row row. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I yep. mean, you'd think if at least he, he was going to give speech <laughs> In a satanic bestiality ritual, you think they would they at least give, give him a speech impediment? <laughs> yeah, like the ability to say actual things. <laughs> uh, Some I mean, of those stories are very. I think you did it wrong. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, All right. What's our next story? So our next story is called the sheriff debate. Okay. The, By the sheriff debate. S H E R I F F. Yes. Debate. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Al Owl. A L O W L. O W L. Once again on Al Owl. Yeah, Al Owl. Yep. Um, that was just what to say. Al Owl. <laughs> on fanfiction.net. Dot net. So this one um, <clears throat> only really makes sense if you have listened to Welcome to Night Vale before. Yay. If you have not, what are you waiting for? It's awesome. Um, Welcome to Nightville is a thing. Yep. You should listen. It's great. It's, and weird. It's very weird. Um, you definitely need to start at the beginning, the very beginning. and listen to them uh, sequentially. In order. Yeah, yeah, in order. Because it doesn't seem like there's a story, but there is. There is. Yeah. And that way, when you're walking around town, you see someone with a Welcome to Nightville like, sweatshirt or bag, <laughs> you'll be like, oh, I know what that is. I'm cool, too. My favorite are the people dressed as glow clouds. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Alright. Uh, what color should I use? Um, welcome to Night Vale. I think you should use a... Purple. Purple. Yeah. yeah. Just like their the... logo. That was... Alright. The sheriff debate. <clears throat> the desert owl hoots. The cactus <laughs> flyer rustle. Marty's the neighbors sorry. have been arrested for malicious loitering. Welcome <laughs> to Night Vale. <laughs> Today marks the final day of elections for the position of sheriff. And what an election it's been. Who could forget the opening race across the desert, the bloody footprints of participants as they ran neck and neck across the sand wastes, each man and woman, and being of indeterminate and purposefully obscure gender, <laughs> species and denomination, carried forward by the courage of their convictions and the sniper rounds snapping at their heels. In a completely unanticipated turn of events, the man in the red, the red baklava, who we all suspect is a sheriff, has faced unexpected comp competition from a new Nightville resident and sheriff candidate, Mr. Graves. Mr. Graves, that's Mr. with an I, not an R, has yeah. only recently arrived in our lovely desert community, but he has already proven himself to be a true citizen of Nightville. <laughs> he has just had the misfortune to be born outside city limits, but if you slice him open, I'm sure that the name of our home is written on his heart. <laughs> Figuratively, not literally. I, Don't I do that, because there will be a lot of blood and a lot of screaming. And then the sheriff's secret police will have to arrest you and charge you with murder. 
and we'll have to get a jury. It'll just be a hassle. <laughs> this is the first time that not one, but two candidates for sheriff have ever reached this point in the sheriff trials. I know because I sent an intern. I sent intern Karen down to take a look at municipal <laughs> records. From the poor interns. I know. And usually, most of the other candidates, if there are any, have quit or been killed by this stage. Today marks a completely new event. We've never gotten to do this before. The sheriff debates. Ooh. I can see that you're curious. What is a sheriff debate? We've never needed one before. Well, I sent intern Karen down to poke around City Hall and ask a few questions. And it turns out that in a sheriff debate, we get to ask the two sheriff candidates questions. Mm -hmm. And then we vote based on how they respond. Incidentally, I don't think we've ever been able to vote for who we want to be the sheriff before. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be quite the experience. Here's a little back bit of background while they gather enough ground meat to build two separate podiums. <laughs> As you all know... <laughs> yeah. It's great. As you all know, the man in the red baklava, who we all suspect to be the sheriff, has been the suspended sheriff longer than anyone else in Nightvale history. We don't know his name, his face, where he lives, his telephone number, or exactly what he does. But we know he's done a lot for us, right? The sheriff's secret police are indispensable to the fair and organized running of our town, and we'd all be lost without them. And I'm not saying that just because one of them gave me a map last year after my car got ticketed with the word parking lot scribbled over the cactus grove between the Ralphs and the Dark Owl records. They've helped us so much, and presumably, it's all thanks to the man in the red baklava who we all suspect is the sheriff. Mr. Graves, in return, sorry, in turn, is a more recent member of our community. I mean, I think. We don't really know how long the man in the red baklava, who we all suspect the sheriff, has been here. Mr. Graves, however, arrived in Nightville six months ago, tied up, quite professionally, I've been told, <laughs> stuffed in a sack with a gag thrust, thrust between his teeth. He was immediately granted citizenship. The city council apparently agreed that anyone that polite deserved to be a citizen. His integration into the town has only been strengthened by the fact of his near-complete amnesia. Apparently, he can only remember his name. Nonetheless, he's done a superb <gasps> job as the new daycare center employee. As his employers, who have declined to be identified, whispered to me, the little tots all love Mr. Graves, as do their older siblings, who have taken to hanging around the building after school lets out. Apparently, no one does voices like Mr. Graves does during storytelling, and his bloodstone circle chants are a thing of beauty. <laughs> and let us not forget that in all the time he's been employed at the daycare, their weekly firearms drills, parades, <laughs> and attack scores have reached an all-time high. Apparently, Mr. That's Graves has a positive gift for teaching. That's how it scores. But will his experience leading an army of toddlers be enough to win the position of sheriff? We'll find out shortly. Intern Karen reports that the sheriff debates are about to begin. <laughs> All right. Karen says that before the first inquiry could be made, the man in the red baklava, who we all suspect to be the sheriff, harumphed, said that there was no way Mr. Graves could be the sheriff, refused to answer any questions, crossed his arms, and, we think, pouted. Accordingly, all of the questions were instead directed at Mr. Graves. In turn, Karen says that the first question was this, Why do you want to be sheriff? Mr. Graves apparently didn't hesitate in his response. Because Nightfield deserves better. The current sheriff isn't doing his job. The sheriff's secret police are poorly equipped and poorly trained. 
Here he paused and looked at the crowd. How many people know that the sheriff's secret police wear baklavas? Well, obviously, we all do, and the crowd said as much. Mr. Graves nodded. That isn't very secret. Everyone knows what the sheriff's secret police look like. Everyone knows that when you can't find a member of the sheriff's secret police, if you whistle into a rain gutter or fall down a sewer pipe accidentally or scream bloody vengeance at the moon in the middle of a bloodstone circle on Wednesday, that isn't very secret. And who here can tell me what a member of the sheriff's non-secret police look like? I like the idea of people being in trouble so they just run over to a rain gutter and scream at it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here we, here I we scream at rain gutters for different reasons, though. I'm not the sheriff, the sheriff, secret police. No, I'm still, I still am afraid of rain gutters because of. Well, because Pennywise. if you stick your hand in there, Pennywise will rip it off. He'll rip it off. That's right. Yep. But it'll offer you a balloon first because he's kind like that. And they float. You yeah, know, they're quality. They all float on there. <laughs> all right. Here we all paused because I can't remember the last time I saw a non-secret police officer. I mean, really. What did they even look like? Mr. Graves was, well, grave. He <laughs> nodded. The sheriff's secret police needs more funds, better equipment, extensive treatment. Thanks to my experience... Extensive the... treatment for what? I don't know. <laughs> Scabies. Herpes. <laughs> Thanks to my... Herpaderp. <laughs> Herpagonosyphilis. We all have. Thanks to my experience leading the daycare, I'm prepared to deal with all of the above. And, well... You have to admit he's got a point there. The daycare has never looked better. The next question. You have amnesia. How can you even be a sheriff? Mr. Graves paused for a moment before answering. Well, I've actually read a book about the law. And I can't decide if admitting that he read an actual book is brave or audacity. And, he continued, my lack of memory really is an advantage. Because I don't know who I was before I came to Nightvale. I could be anyone. A lawyer. A used car salesman, a thief, a mayor, your uncle, your cousin, your brother, anyone. And if I could be anyone, I could be you. Yes, you heard me right. I could be you. And who would be better a sheriff than you? And the crowd all nodded because, of course, they would be awesome as sheriff. Even if they never wanted to be sheriff, of course, because who would want to be sheriff? It's a lot of hard work. The last question, because there are only three questions allowed in the sheriff's debate, according to the degree the city council passed hastily in their secret meetings in the secret bunker at the very last minute before midnight yesterday. What's the first thing you would do as sheriff? Mr. Graves had obviously been thinking about this. Arrest the city council. Did you know they haven't paid huh. their taxes in 62 years? I did not know this, listeners. And neither did the rest of the crowd. And neither had the city council, judging by the loud yammering and unintelligible groans yammer, of sensory yammer, yammer, yammer. De- deprivation vibrating from city hall. Were they groans of stone? <laughs> they were. Oh, uh, right. Can you imagine not paying the taxes? The taxes which the city council raised as a matter of principle every tax season? That's just not nice. Matter of principle. That's right. Now the sheriff debate has been concluded. We now proceed to the last remaining stage of the election, the trial by combat. As the challenger, Master Graves gets to pick the weapons. And what's this? Intern Karen, slow down. I can't. I can't make out what you're saying. What did you say? Oh, no. Listeners, listeners, I can barely believe it, but Mr. Graves has picked trial by librarian. <laughs> the librarians are terrifying. That's right. Mr. Graves uh, has challenged the man in the red baklava, we all suspect to be sheriff, to walk with him into? Into the library. 
The first man to emerge alive with a copy of the Constitution of the United States of America will be the new sheriff. And can he do that? Intern Karen, can he do that? According to Intern Karen, who just watched the city council turn themselves inside out before vanishing in a puff of space time, what? Mr. Graves can do that. They're walking towards the library now, side by side. Mr. Graves. Mr. Graves is not trembling. Mr. Graves is not sweating. Mr. Graves looks slightly annoyed. Maybe it's because the man in the red baklava, who we all suspect is the sheriff, is sweating and trembling and probably crying, judging by the wet stains on his baklava. They're getting close this to the door now. so perfectly written like an episode from Night Vale. It's yeah. blowing my mind. Right? Closer. It's amazing. Closer. Closer. The air has gone quiet. They're almost there, and Mr. Graves stretched out his hand. Mr. Graves has put his hand on the doorknob. Mr. Graves is turning the doorknob. <laughs> and the man in the red baklava, who we all secretly suspect to be the sheriff, is gone. He turned and fled when Mr. Graves stepped inside the, and looked, the looking black portal that leads into the library. And I'm confused. Can Mr. Graves be sheriff now? I mean, the man in the red baklava, who may or may not be sheriff, has forfeited his place as sheriff by turning and running into the Dark Owl Music Record Store. But can Mr. Graves even be sheriff? If a librarian has torn him inch by well-dressed inch, citizens of Nightvale, to the family, friends, students, and co-workers of Mr. Graves, I am sad to announce the passing of a fine man. He was, he was not a man I knew well, but he was a good man, a great man, Aww, daring to enter the library. He went from being alive and now dead. <laughs> well, no, who knows? Very quickly. Daring to enter the library because he believed in the law, because he had a dream of sheriff secret police who were truly secret, who believed to his last breath in the Constitution of the United States of America. Night Vale, everyone. In honor of Mr. Graves, I take you now to the weather. <laughs> and now we play a song. Body, body, That's what it says. Music plays. <laughs> um, <laughs> listeners. <clears throat> listeners, I cannot believe it. But Mr. Graves is alive. Mr. Graves is alive. He walked to the door of the library, a copy of the Constitution proudly clutched in one hand. His suit was impeccable. His stern expression untamed. He was. He was pristine. Listeners, we have a new sheriff. Mr. Graves. No. Sheriff Graves nodded seriously at the crowds, cheering his name and demanding to know how he did it. How did he do that? I like to read. Sheriff Graves admitted dolorously. Um, dolorously, sorry. What a brave man to share such a weakness. I brought my copy of Little Women with me. And when the librarian swore me, I told him the building was not up to code and offered to get them the appropriate documents to fill out. They're still working on those, actually. What steadfast courage. What manipulative cunning. Listeners, let me be the first to welcome Sheriff Graves. The future is truly, br truly bright. The future is truly clouded. But listeners, it is up to us to decide which of, these which of these the future truly is. It is, of course, both. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes the future is a past that can't be remembered. Sometimes it's a ravenous librarian descending upon you, claws outstretched. And always, always, it's up to you to decide what it's supposed to be. Personally, I'd like to avoid a future with librarians, but that's just me. Stay tuned for details on the hooded and robed figures who attempted to swarm Sheriff Graves before Sheriff conclusively proved those figures were not the same hooded figures that live in the Forbidden Dog Park. They were promptly swarmed out by outraged Nightville citizens before being driven from our town in shameful defeat. And as always, good night, Nightville. Good night. Yay! That was excellent. That one was, yeah.
Why was that a Harry Potter crossover? I have no idea. I don't understand. Um, yeah, no clue. I think because, um, what's his name? That guy in that thing? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Yep, you're totally clear yeah, on that. Yeah, I know, because I'm, I'm amazing. going to talk and cover the fact that you're Googling. Dude, 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 I totally Because am. we know everything and never resort to the internet. <laughs> we don't. For finding oh, because, out. okay, so. Or how to spell things. Yeah. Well, okay, I watched Fantastic Beasts when I was, like, real pregnant. So, um, and not since then. So, did you watch Fantastic Beasts? No. All right, well, you know what? It's set in America. No. It's I know a, nothing about it. Okay, well, it's it's it's, it's the it's two-hour movie Potter, right? that is based on the like sixty-five-page like book that uh, J.K. Rowling published that was supposed to be you know the textbook that they read. Uh-huh. Fantastic Beasts Where to Find Them. Okay, but in the movie, um, the kind of one of the head guys for the American excuse me American version of the Ministry of Magic is um, Percival Graves, who is um, Colin Farrell in the movie. Is he the hot one or the greasy one? Uh, Which one's... Colin Firth is Mr. Darcy. Colin Farrell was in, like, SWAT and... Oh, he's the greasy one. He's the Irish one, not the English one. Yeah. Yeah. No, he always looks greasy to me. He does have... His hair is always grody and greasy. Mm -hmm. That's a true fact. Um... But you find out at the end, and if you have not seen Fantastic Beasts yet, right, put your fingers in your ears Spoiler. and hum for like 30 seconds. La, 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 la. Not you, because you have to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, it turns out that Percival Graves is actually um, Scooby-Doo. Grindelwald, the dark wizard who oh. Dumbledore defeated back oh. in like the 50s and sent to the prison. Azkaban? Not Azkaban, the other prison. Where he... That's where, um... In the last book and movie, when Voldemort is searching for the Elder Wand, Mm -hmm. right, he goes to the other prison and, um, like, asks Grindelwald where the, the, the wand is. Yeah. Because, remember, Grindelwald and Dumbledore ended up being, like, teenage lovers. No. Oh, yeah. You know so many more. I've only read the books. Okay. Well, it's in the books, dude. Because Dumbledore is like... It's not in the books. Yeah. In the last book, when Rita Skeeter writes her book about Dumbledore's life, right, um, you discover that Grindelwald's aunt was Batilda Bagshot. Okay. And I know better than to question your knowledge of Harry and Potter, so I'm just going to accept he comes. Right. He comes to live with her for a summer. Yeah. And while he is there for a summer, he and Dumbledore, like, have a thing, and they're planning on, you know, like, they hang out and they write to their secret little letters and he climbs his window at night and stuff. And then um, they, you know, come up with their plan and the motto they come up with together ends up being the, the motto that Grindelwald uses and puts over his, like, um, Auschwitz, like, prison camp. That so he I need to starts. reread is what you're telling Yeah, you me. do. You're lagging so behind. I haven't read them since... I haven't read all the books since the last one came out. Whenever that was, 2006 or seven. Yeah, yeah. we'll get on that. Um, yeah, well, so I'm so he's it. he's like Voldemort before there's Voldemort. Yeah, and he, Dumbledore fights him in this like giant duel, and everybody like thinks that's them. that's the first time they actually met. But then you find out later that of course that they had like a summer fling together. Fling together. Yeah, and oh, well, that's harder. So yes, so Geller Grindelwald is the. Like, the Voldemort before Voldemort. <gasps> and now he's in Night Vale. That's not good. Yes. And now in he's in Night Vale. In charge of the secret police. Plus, 
in a sketchy turn of events in Fantastic Beasts, right, he goes from being Colin Farrell as, you know, Percival, whatever his name is, to being albino Johnny Depp, right? Huh. Yeah. Sure. Right. As you do. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Yeah. it makes sense. Because, Um, yeah. Yeah. So, he, guess, where does, oh, Nurmengard. He gets imprisoned in Nurmengard. Yeah, he's super Auschwitzy. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, okay. So he's the new sheriff. And I'm guessing that the robe figures that attack him at the end are motherfucking wizards. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make total sense. So thank you, uh, Owl. 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 Yeah, that That was was a supremely well done story. Well done story. And again, if you have not listened to Welcome to Night Vale. What's wrong with you? Yeah, get on that. Do it. It's really good. I mean, listen to us first, but then Night Vale. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's magical. And then after us, listen to The Dollop and My Dad Wrote a Porno. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) So <laughs> Hannah is doing while she's not with us. Oh yeah, we didn't do like where's Hannah? We didn't. And the world is Hannah. Little Hannah Flick. Going now. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, Hannah's back at some point. She actually made it to her new home. Yeah. So she's no longer been kidnapped by gypsies. I just don't think she has the internets yet. Yeah. Well, she who has the internet? Oh my. My students, I gave them the thing, like, is this a necessity or a want? And all of them put that <laughs> Wi-Fi was a necessity. necessity. I was like, oh, that's cute. My internet died last night. But you know what you don't need? Education. No. Yeah. For sure not. Because you can just Google everything. <laughs> no. I listen, so I, I listen to Netflix as I go to sleep. Me too. And, and my internet was out last night, and I was like, but how am I going to sleep? That's when you break out the Audible and just know, put something up. I remembered that I had stories saved on Audible, so I went to sleep listening to it. I always keep at least three Twilight. Harry Potter books, like, like saved on my phone. Yeah. So if there's ever a time where I just need soothing background music, yep. Jim Dale can read to me. Yep. And I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. I've decided for, that's exactly what I did last night, but I was freaking out for half an hour. I was like, I'm never going to sleep. Um, but I start, it was on half hours, like five minutes, but whatever. Um. I decided that since the the new It movie is coming up, mm-hmm. right, and I haven't read It since I was in college, that I needed to reread it. But I was like, I'm busy. I ain't got time for that. So I got the audible of it. Nice. Whoever reads it, which I should probably say their actual name. Uh, two seconds. <laughs> Uno momento. For favor. Um, crap. Who reads it? Steven Weber. Oh, yeah. It's the guy from um, Wings. Excellent. I've not seen Wings. I was Heard forced Wings? to watch Wings by like by somebody, and um, it's the same person who was like, oh, my God, Friends is so good. You need to watch Friends. Friends is terrible. It is terrible, it's right? It's awful. So, like, I, I watched Wings, because I'm like, fine, I'll give benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. I, it's awful. It's so not my It's jam. awful. And then, no, but then Patrick was like, oh, no, once Friends gets to the part where, like, Ross and, not Ross, Fucking, what's Ross's sister's name? Monica? Yeah. And Chandler get together? It's really good. No. Right? So I suffered through like 400 years of friends <laughs> to get to the supposedly great part where, no. but no, because they're all horrible people. And yep. Ross is the worst He's the person worst. alive. Like, He's the worst. He is just, he's an abusive, terrible, terrible yep. person. And he has Like, nice he doesn't actually disease. love that girl with the terrible hair. He just wants to make her life miserable. Janet. No, um, the one that's all popular. Jennifer Aniston? Oh, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, whatever her character's name is. No, he has nice guy syndrome of like, hey, I've been a nice guy. Now you owe me sex. Right? Yeah. Oh, he's no, so he has the nice worst. Guy yeah. 
Yeah, he is terrible. How long have we been doing this? Do we have time? We have. It's only forty-three minutes. Should I read you? Because we have we have really short stories. Oh, read an office one. Should I read you an office one? Yes. Let's can do we an pause it so one. I can pee? Yes. Uh, I'm so excited by the Star Wars Rocky Horror crossover. Oh yeah, that was, that was the best thing ever. If you didn't free game, free game, free game. Pre-game. And go. Okay, so we're reading uh, an Office short story because we both love The Office. That's right. So um, this is Re-Office Prank Policy by Lost Like Me on fanfiction.net. Dwight is seeing double by the time Pam and Jim find him stumbling around the stairwell. It's just after 5 o'clock, but the workday has been a blur since breakfast. You did this to me, Dwight slurs. (laughs) He tries to... (laughs) He tries pointing to one of the blur... Okay, so uh, Dwight's in a stairwell. Do you watch The Office? I've seen every episode like three or four times. Amazing. We're an excellent company. Uh, um, So Dwight is in the stairwell and he's uh, slurring. He says, you did this to me, Dwight slurs. He tries pointing to one of the blurry figures, but trips over his own feet instead. Jim is quick to catch his weight. Nope, he reminds him, eyes wide. You did this to you. Pam, don't believe a word he says. Dwight lowers his voice to a whisper. She looks, oh. Pam, don't believe a word he says. Dwight lowers his voice to a whisper. She looks very attractive, even with two heads. (laughs) (laughs) I've been drugged, he confesses, while trying to clasp a hand on her shoulder. They work their way to the ground floor one step at a time until Jim drops him into a plastic chair by the exit. He drugged himself, he wheezes in explanation. Pam gives him a lingering look, and Jim shrugs. It may be part of an escalating prank-type situation. Dwight stares at where Jim's hand is still resting on his thigh. I'm a real man, Jim, he explains with a sneer. He widens his legs, and Jim reacts like his hand has been burned. (laughs) Jim's voice is hoarse. What does that have to do with anything? Dwight sizes him up with a laugh. Don't you think that just because I'm drugged, You can have your way with me, he spits. He lurches forward and grabs the door to regain his balance. Jim presses his lips into a flat line. Okay, he says shortly. See you tomorrow. But I can drive, Dwight complains, sinking to the floor. His center of gravity keeps... Put your phone away! Yes, ma'am. His center of gravity keeps shifting and his arms and legs feel twice as heavy. He clings to Jim's ankle. Or operate heavy machinery. (laughs) Well, that rules out sleeping. Jim tries to shake him off without success. Pam chews her lip. The evening is passing by, and they still haven't left under Mifflin. We can't just leave him like this. Pam gestures to his disheveled state. His shirt buttons are misaligned, one of his shoes is barely on, and his glasses are askew. He's looked worse. Jim tilts his his head. Sure we can. He could hurt himself, Pam says, uncrossing her arms, or worse, someone else. False. I am indestructible. I do not require assistance. To prove his point, Dwight tries to stand and ends up smacking his face against the door. Pam gives Jim the look. We're partially responsible, her voice cracks. If it wasn't for our prank, this wouldn't have happened. Fine, Jim concedes, but he's sleeping on the couch. Pam rolls her eyes. Duh. Now he's going to snuggle up in bed between them, <laughs> stealing the covers like a baby. The security guard, whose name is? Hank. Hank. Uh, watches with a raised eyebrow as they struggle to... Uh, I like the fact that Hank's just watching. Well, plus, Hank doesn't get involved. Hank's permanent impression is watching with a raised eyebrow. Yep. 
Uh, to struggle to usher Dwight into the parking lot. The sky is overcast and there's a chill in the air. Dwight can barely make the distance between the building and the car, much less discern the weather. Ooh. Ah, sorry. It was a rogue yawn. Come on. Drive by fruiting. <laughs> Jim huffs. <laughs> yes. He pulls open the door to the back seat and Dwight sways on his feet. Please just get in the car. Dwight pulls away and skins his arm on the asphalt. You don't take me alive! Pam's cheeks are turning pink. No one has eaten since lunch, and they've all had to work. Uh, they all have work in the morning. Jim's uh, tightens his jaw. We just want to help, she reminds him. I don't need your help, Dwight frowns. You're the enemy. Why, Pam teases him. Or what, Pam teases him. Me and you, she smiles, we're friends. Dwight pouts but considers her point. You and Jim are married. No shit. Well, that's true, she admits. It starts to drizzle, so she pulls up the hood of her raincoat. Dwight can smell her when she leans close. But if you go home with us right now, I'll let you touch my boobs. Jim sounds scandalized from behind her. Pam! Jim gapes, caught between the two of them. Barfed a little. (laughs) Jim gapes, caught between the two of them. What? Pam says with a shrug. I thought I could use my sex appeal. Jim inclines his head. Did it work? This isn't the first time I've thought about this. Dwight takes a deep breath. But only if Jim allows it since he's the man in the relationship and it's his responsibility to... Fine. Jim rubs the bridge of his nose. I'll allow it just this once. How many? Dwight demands. Jim looks at him as if he's been asked to dismantle a bomb. How many what? How many seconds? Dwight clarifies with increasing urgency. 30? Pam blurts. Done. Dwight flails around, catches himself, and plants two hands on Pam's chest. He squeezes her breast thoughtfully and licks his lips. Nice boobs. He looks at Jim sideways. Good job, Jim. She's a great woman. He follows the curve with his thumb, disrupting the fabric of her blouse in his eagerness. Oh, God, no. Gonna make a wonderful mother with these sensible milk chugs. Jim swallows awkwardly while Dwight gropes Pam in front of him. All right, that's enough. Everybody get in the car. He tries to catch his breath. We are going home. He shuts the door after Dwight and turns the air conditioner on full blast as soon as he slides into the driver's seat. Dwight grins, silent for only a moment after they start up the car. So what exactly was in that jello anyway? The end. <laughs> wow. Okay. I gotta say, um, you do an excellent drunk Dwight. I appreciate that greatly. I, I just don't even want to think about Dwight touching Pam's boobs. Plus, all I could think about during that was when Pam was pregnant and Kevin. Wait! Wait! So gross. That's all I could think about. Uh Good times. Oh, man. The office is the best. It's the best. You know, we really. Until Michael leaves. Oh, I know. (laughs) Plus, we never got to. Oh, no, there was the office where they do. There's There's a fanfic where they're bring Michael back mm-hmm. to do um, Threat Level Midnight 2. <laughs> I found that one. Okay. That we one should... was magical. Um, 
Yeah, because Star Level Midnight was excellent. So good. <laughs> Should have been in theaters. Michael Scar. Michael Scar. Detective Michael Scar. I like uh, what Dwight's robot butler, who's not actually a robot. Uh, Samuel Samuel Chang. Chang. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's like, they lead a part about my circuits. <laughs> he's not supposed to be a robot. Samuel L. Chang. Chang. That's right. Yeah. Stop being such an idiot, dweet. <laughs> oh, good times. We watch way too much Office. That's okay. It's good to go to sleep, too. There's no fucking laugh track. I know. Yep. Cool. Laugh tracks are terrible. Have we reached our limit? We, yeah. Especially because we got to work in the morning. Like, yeah. grown-ups. We got to adult. Uh, I know. But hey, three-day weekend after that. And... For some people. Whatever. I have to <laughs> stay here and take care of my kids. It's not actually a vacation. Uh, Maybe she'll take her diaper off again and fling pee around my house. I mean, like, you hope or it's pee. pee. I was going to say. On, on the list of things it could be, I'm going to hope that it's pee for you. Yeah, I guess. But pee lingers. It pee, it, does it pinger? <laughs> <laughs> do you have to let it linger? Oh, yeah, I do. I do have to let it linger, Dolores. Thank you. All right. So that's it for us this evening, mostly because it's fucking late and we gotta do adult things in the morning. Yay. Plus, we read four, count them, four Dead. different fanfics tonight, that's true. which is our new record. I like the short stories. Last night, we only read half of one. I know. <laughs> or last week. Yeah. It's not last night. Last it was, night it was really good. It was just long. Solid. Yeah, yeah. It was really good, but long. These yeah. short ones are awesome. Yep. I think um, the sheriff debate, in terms of content and staying true to the theme mm-hmm. was the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of just giving me fucking nightmares for weeks, <laughs> uh, I think that would be first encounter. Yep. And now after I watch Rocky Horror, <laughs> I'm just going to picture the Millennium Falcon it's coming out of nothing and just smashing into Brad. <laughs> right and ruining Brad! <laughs> ruining Betty Monroe's wedding. <laughs> Or at least her creepy after party with all those weirdos in the cemetery. Yep. You know. Yep. Which is my kind of after party? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Without the Millennium Falcon crashing. All right, so that's it for us tonight. Make sure you follow us on Instagram so you can see what we're drinking. Ashley's notes and yeah. random memes that I find online. Oh, yeah, I'll take a picture of my notes now. Um, on, so we're at fanficking-tastic with a K. On Facebook... And if you have a short story or fanfic you want us to read, email us at fanfickingtastic at gmail.com. Do it. Send us your fanfiction. Otherwise, I'm going to read mine to you, and it is awful. Yeah, I'm really like, excited. Like, supremely awful. Half of me is really excited to hear what you've written, and the other half of me is like, oh, fuck, I can't oh, tease no, I her wrote, about I wrote this. a new one. I can't tease I her I wrote a new this. one that's the never-ending story. But Harry Potter, oh my god, it's going to be so bad. Like, so bad. Plus, it's going to involve Harry Potter fucking Leia. (laughs) Or, or... So weird that... Or Darth Vader. I haven't decided. I think it might be Darth Vader. Do Darth Vader. Yeah. For personal reasons, I'd rather not hear any story about anybody fucking Leia. Oh, Han just did that one you made me read. Yeah. Which, ew, because no one should. That's nasty. All right. So that's, that's us. Stay classy. Yep. Don't do bad things. Nope. Make good choices. Yep. Bye. Bye.